0: Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Imig, from 88.9. Well, welcome to Urban Spelunking. This is Nate Imig here with Bobby Tanzillo. We're here today to talk about a, a municipal building in the village of Greendale. Greendale, by the way, like the cutest little pocket of uh, Milwaukee. It's, it's historic. It's if you've been to the downtown, it's really uh, really unique and beautiful. There's just not a lot of other townships like that in, in the Milwaukee area.
1: Yeah, it was a pl- not really in the world in the in the whole country because it was a, one of very few like planned like sort of government planned communities. Um, so there were a certain number of house styles, uh-huh. and they made sure the downtown had you know these certain amenities, and and everything was was built in sort of a way that looks like. Like a European little village or something, is yeah, not it? Like yeah, there's really yeah. a sort of a European vibe to it that, And it you know, still looks that way today.
0: It still has that, that, that feel.
1: And I love the little paths. Like there are like walking paths that, you know, like a friend of ours lives on, on a street that basically she can pull into her garage. But when she walks out her front door, she's on like a staircase. Yeah. That goes down into the village. Just like really interesting. Little details. Little details like that, yeah. So it's cute. We've established that. Totally (laughs) cute.
0: There's a a municipal building there that uh, has been there since the 30s. It was originally home to the fleece and fire departments. Mm -hmm. It had the, um, what else was in there?
1: Um, It had the heating plant for the, for like the sort of downtown government buildings, Mm -hmm. um, of which there were a couple others. Oh, the Um, courthouse was in there? Yeah, the court, oh, and the courthouse was in there, right? Yep.
0: So it was, it was kind of everything that you would ever need as far as city services and the things that maybe you wouldn't want to need, like uh, going to court,
1: yeah. all was in this building. Yeah, and then just across, I should mention that just across the street is a is a related building that was sort of like, a, uh, there was a hose tower in that building for the fire department so they could drive the hoses. Um, and then it had like a, it like it was a service building. So it had like garages for like city-owned vehicles and, and things like that. And that was rehabbed a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, and we've, we've actually talked about that in urban spelunking. So this municipal building currently is home to a contracting company that has since moved in and, and rehabbed the building. But I guess let's let's back up to the beginning and just talk about what this was. So yeah. it, it had all these government services, uh, jail cells, you know, a, a court, and even some details like, like a shooting range in the in the basement for the police.
1: Yeah, it was sort of a one-stop shop, I guess, right? Because you could get arrested, get thrown in the cell. I guess, if you, especially if you got arrested for arson, right? Then it was really a, yeah, <laughs> a full-service <laughs> thing. And then the court was right there, you know, so... Um, so, yeah, it was really sort of the locus of all this kind of activity in, in, the, in the town.
0: And it's uh, a brick building. Um. Yeah,
1: it's like a low brick building with two big um, equipment bay, like big garage doors for where the fire trucks would have gone in and out. Um, and then there is a second floor where there would have been uh, dormitories for the firemen to sleep overnight and that sort of thing.
0: So the building was built in the 1930s, mm-hmm, 38, and there was a time when the police and the fire, uh, when police and fire were sharing the building, right? But then, the yeah, all fire of those moves,
1: yeah, all of those were in there together until um, I believe the late 60s. The fire department moved to a brand new firehouse out, sort of on the edge of town, okay. leaving the police department and the court in there, um, and then those were there until I think about 1998, when they both got a new building out sort of where the, by Loomis Road, where the firehouse was located. And then this building just went vacant and sat, you know. And um, when the Hose Tower building was renovated in 2015, this building was still sitting basically boarded up and not in use. And there were some people in town who wanted it to be a restaurant or some people wanted it torn down. I mean, there was all sorts of different ideas for what to do with it. But this uh, Greendale-based contracting company, like second or third generation family-owned business decided they needed a bigger place and they made an offer on it and they bought it and they've completely renovated it. It's what they do. And it looks pretty amazing inside now. And But what what I love most is that, as we always talk about in these, is that the people who bought it Love the history of the place and tried to do what they could to preserve it.
0: We're going to go inside next at Urban Spelunking, talking about some of those details inside this building. And yeah, I mean, just talk about a great fit, a contracting company moving in there that can do some of the work and, and uh, just make, make sure that the historic nature of the building is preserved. We're going to go inside next on Urban Spelunking.
1: Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit Radiomilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 889 pride.
0: All right, we are back in Greendale here at Urban Spelunking inside this municipal building which has now since been uh, changed to the, the headquarters of this contracting company so to, I guess pick up the story there from 1998 it has been vacant mm-hmm. and then it goes through this renovation process
1: yeah so these, these this company renovated it for themselves and uh, of course did a great job because they're you know they're their own favorite client I assume although maybe not because they don't pay themselves right <laughs> right um, but um, what's great is that they love the building I mean they love the history of the building they they were looking to save what they could of the building. Their offices are in what used to be the courtroom. But uh, Jason, the guy that runs the company, if you go in there, he can show you exactly the marks on the floor where the judge's bench had been located. Wow. Um, And then the... That's a cool uh, office. Yeah, and they actually sort of brought, uh, to some extent, they brought back the old layout, which had been gone. Like when the police department was in there, after the fire department left, the police sort of reconfigured the whole equipment bay area and put up some interior walls that were not original and all of that stuff came out so in, in some sense they actually brought it back a little closer to how it had been um but two really cool things are the old jail cells there's two old yes. jail cells there which are pretty small you know but uh th- the criminals th- were smaller eh, back then, i think you they know? tended to just be like drunks who needed <laughs> to sleep it off that <laughs> right. sort of thing you know pesky probably, kids
0: probably not a lot of long-term incarceration no there i in, imagine uh, not right Dale um, pd
1: but it's cool because one of them is now just like a closet. And then the other one has been, um, it's been painted and, and, and fixed up, but um, it's still a jail cell. I mean, it's been made to look like a jail cell. There's like a little criminal sitting on the cot. Okay. <laughs> they put like a little dummy and dress yeah, them up. In yeah, the, uh... and there's still a toilet in the sink in there, you know, which is interesting. Uh, but what's interesting Do in the other one.
0: Do the doors lock? They, you can't get locked in there, I hope.
1: Um, the doors are open, so I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if they've made the locks, you know. Unlockable, right? But maybe but
0: that's, the, that's uh, talk about a punishment for uh, an employee that gets out of line. What and, I and was, sit in jail for a while.
1: <laughs> yes. What I thought was really interesting was the one that they did that they're using as a closet now that they didn't fix up because it still has all this like old graffiti in there written by people who were in the cell and stuff. But it wasn't really suitable for work. <laughs> so got it. Um, I I promised them I wouldn't show a photo of that. <laughs> um, but then in the old like uh, next to that, there's an old parking spot inside. Uh, which used to be, like, the chief of police, police's parking spot, but now they have, like, a, a restored old uh, replica of, a, like, a 1930s or 40s uh, Greendale police car in there, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. cool. Um, and then in the basement, there's some cool stuff because when they built this place, the... Um, the power plant that they installed in the basement was not just for that building; it was also for the hose tower building. It was for the cinema and the city hall, okay. which were nearby, and for uh, a school that's nearby too. Um, and so, there were heating tunnels.
0: I feel like you're just always finding tunnels in finding every building, everywhere. You, you, everywhere, you're just striking the I am. the the tunnel lottery here. Uh,
1: unfortunately, it's been blocked off now. But oh. um, but originally, before they had blocked it off, you could walk. In it all the way, like under you know the streets nearby to get to the city hall and to the, and to the cinema and the, and the school and all okay. that, which is pretty interesting.
0: So you just missed out on that. Yeah, yeah, for a couple decades um, probably. But I
1: guess I guess when uh they realized it was blocked off, when during their grand opening party somebody came upstairs, probably looking a little crouched over because you can't stand up in the tunnel, so you you know you'd be pretty bent over. Um, To report that they had gone as far as they possibly could, (laughs) and that it it was now blocked off and didn't lead anywhere. Um, But right across the hall from that is a room that the guy said, Jason said, oh, you got to see this. And he opens the door, and I look in, and it's a long, skinny room, and he flicks the light on, and I see at the end of the, all the way at the other end of the room, it's all like, there's holes in the wall and stuff. He says, this was the old police shooting range. Really? Yeah. So you go in there, and there's this long, skinny room, and it's got those tracks Along the ceiling sure. to bring mm-hmm. the, you know, so you could send the targets down and bring them back without having to walk down. And then you go to the other end and it's got this, like, padded material that's just, like, full of just hundreds and hundreds of bullet holes. It's pretty, so they, they it's had to crazy. keep that, right? I yeah. mean, that's yeah. some
0: primary evidence. <laughs> yeah, so he's
1: leaving it there for now. I don't know if it'll stay forever, but yeah. for now, at least, he's he's kept that there, too. And then uh, there's then there's also the room where that old sort of heating plant used to be. All that's gone now because the buildings all have their own heat systems, but you can see another bricked-up tunnel that had led to the school and and all kinds of... And, like, the interesting old, um, like, electrical panel that was used to run the, the heating system, which is sort of like a museum remnant at this so, point.
0: So was all the, the power and... In, in- and heating was that all being at one time being generated out of this building or yeah. was this yeah, no, so it was for all, the whole village? Well, no, just, just for, for just for, that just for the area? school
1: for this building for the service building with the hose tower. Okay, so all the, the municipal the cinema and the city hall, I think.
0: Got it. Yeah. The cinema got got the the heat from the building too.
1: Yeah, but it didn't go to like private residences and stuff. Interesting. I guess okay. it was all just the government like the village owned things, yeah.
0: Okay. So what else was in this building? There was also um you you would think that because they're contractors, they would be able to just do it all themselves, but they themselves ran into some contractor challenges and yeah, things there ended up being inter- more expensive. Yeah, and- there were
1: some interesting things like that. It turned out to be like way more like, I mean, just things that they, I'm sure that you're still running into all the time. They have way more paint on the walls than they thought. So certain kinds of things that were hard to, to remove. And But they had the luxury of kind of, they have the knowledge and the expertise and they have people there who can do the work. Um, but they also had time because it was for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, you know.
0: And what's the name of the business that's in there now that did all this work?
1: It's J&J Contractors, and it's run by a guy named Jason Cyberowski now. Um, and his brother also works for the business. But I believe his dad or his grandfather started the business, but his mom s- sits in the office next to him.
0: So definitely a family a family still, business. Still a family business, Since yeah. the 80s. And it's just really great to see a, a building like this not be torn down and used for a local business that is totally just breathing new life into this this old municipal building.
1: Yeah, I mean, because for years it had just sort of sat there doing nothing, and now it's got, like, an active, vibrant business in it, and, you know, the place is good for probably another 100 years now.
0: Well, you can see pictures and much more from Bobby's tour at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts on eight nine are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts on Apple Podcasts, NPR, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember that feedback is important, so please do remember to rate and review the podcast. Anything else? No, I think we're good. All right, five stars.
1: All right, five stars.
0: On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo, Thanks.
1: Thanks, Nate.